Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks, and today we're talking about solo parenting, hope and healing for the single mom and dad. In 2017, there were about 1.64 million single parent families living in Canada, and there are approximately 13.7 million single parents in the United States today. Well, this topic is big and it's close to our hearts as each one of us around the table has been in a solo parent situation, whether raised by a single parent, being a single parent ourselves, or a spouse that was raised by a single mom, this conversation today is much needed. And to share their thoughts on their personal experiences with single parenting, I have co-host Cheryl, welcome. Mm -hmm. Good to be here. Yes, Jen, welcome. Here. Kimberly here. And a very special guest, all the way from Nashville, Robert Beeson, yeah. welcome. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Now, to now Robert, I'm just going to gush a little bit because I okay. want our viewers and ourselves to kind of know a little bit about you. So sure. here's a little bit of a bio about Robert. Robert is a former high-level executive in the music industry who helped develop and guide some of my favorite artists, including Michael W. Smith, Casting Crowns, Jars of Clay, and Third Day. When his wife of 13 years separated from him, he was left to raise his three young daughters on his own. And this experience led him to found Solo Parent Society, which exists to unify, equip, and empower single parents. Robert also co-hosts a Solo Parent Society weekly podcast with... You know. There we go. <laughs> and has authored a book titled Going Solo, Hope and Healing for the Single Mom or Dad, which we're going to talk about later in the show. Robert is also the founder and director of I Shine, a Christian media group dedicated to ministering to preteens and their families, and he has now remarried Woo! and resides in Tennessee with his daughters and three new stepsons. Yes. Welcome. That's a mouthful. You got a lot. I know. I was like this. There's a lot of stuff happening with you, Robert. It's great you should take to be a nap. Woo! Let's take a nap. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, let's talk about, you know, I said solo and single parenting all in that intro, yeah. right? It was like yeah. solo, single parenting. Why do you say solo versus single? I think it's a really important distinction because, like you said, the stats are so enormous. Mm -hmm. One in three U.S. homes are single-parented homes. Right. Um, so it's kind of become a new normal in our yeah. society. Yeah. Um, kind of like something you would just check off on a form, like race or, uh, you know, age. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's... That's a real shame because being a single parent is not normal at all. Yeah. Um, it is not the way God intended it to be. And so I thought in this, in framing this conversation, we should look for words that, that don't just go, oh yeah, it's just for single parents. I wanted to get the attention and say, no, this is not a status. This is a condition. Mm -hmm. This is a condition of the hearts and homes mm -hmm. of one third of our population in America. So the idea of solo in, um, actually in Italy, is the Italian is exclusive. And so there's a double meaning to the idea of solo. Solo is a distinction that, that is different from single, but it is also, probably more importantly, the way God sees us. He sees us exclusive. He sees and pursues our hearts exclusive, not to the roles that we play, but to who we are and who we are created to be. I love that. Mm -hmm. I really like, I like that, that definition. That, so yeah. solo parenting, mm -hmm. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Before we get into your experience as a solo parent, yeah. Let's talk about your story. So you're a high-level exec. You're working with artists that people love and know all over the world. Mm -hmm. You've got a family. You're married. And it looks great from the outside, right? You know, Grammy Award-winning executive. What's going on? Because I think, mm -hmm. I, and I want to say this, because I think a lot of families are like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's our family. We're projecting it looks great. Yeah. But inside, things aren't so great. 
You know, it's, um, I think it, it happens to a lot of us, like you say, whether it's executives, um, pastors, uh, mm-hmm. you hear about the casualties of ministry sometimes as, as being the kids, just um, the kids and wives become kind of second fiddle. And mm-hmm. for me, although from the outside, you could say things were going well, we were having an amazing impact on culture with the music. Um, I had three beautiful daughters and a house and, you know, we traveled all the time and had a great life from the outside. And I was definitely at the beck and call of my girls. It wasn't like I was out doing my own thing. Um, it was, I was not present with them. It was not, I was going through the motions. And so what I found in myself was I was just executing the roles that I played, executive, yeah. father, mm-hmm. husband, and I don't know that I was really entrenched in any of them, really, to the extent that I needed to be. Um, not to mention, for me, I grew up on the mission field, so when I came back and all the success happened so quickly, um, I dove really hard into that. I mean, I loved it. It was like a kid in a candy store, you know, with all kinds of trips and Grammy parties and, you know, traveling the world. And so um, I made sure to kind of check the boxes of making sure I was home when I needed to be at home, but my head wasn't necessarily at home. And I think that's the thing that breeds dysfunction in relationships. Mm. And when we are so consumed with the roles that we play and we are not really tuned in or present with the people, with the souls that we live life with. I just got goosebumps. That's good. I have to jump in because it's like bing, 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 bing. You said, and I quote, my head was not at home. Mm. Okay, that's hitting me Mm. because you would think that, oh, his heart is not at home, mm. but your heart was with your family, but your head wasn't, which mm-hmm. tells me mm-hmm. that, you know, you can love and love and love. But if you're if you're not present and engaged, yeah. mm-hmm. that's powerful to me. It just changed my whole perspective. Mm. Yeah. You could say, oh, my heart's with my family and my heart's at home. But is your head there? Are you yeah. thinking of us? Yeah. Is that is that a distinction? Yeah. Because I mean, it's it is it really is a deliberate act. It's not something that, you know, when we we go through the motions of living in the culture, we are constantly stimulated by the roles that we yes. play and the messages yes. that we're getting, yes. the voices that we're hearing. So our head is any anywhere. And yeah. so for me, the divorce and becoming a solo parent was the most significant thing to happen to me because mm-hmm. it kind of put a wall. I ran to the end of my responsibilities and the roles that I played, mm-hmm. and I had to just be present with what I had to deal with right at that moment. And I love your man saying this. I mean, I, you know, I think yep. that for a man to say my head wasn't That's there right. and taking responsibility, Robert, you say, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't present. I wasn't, I was doing all these things, but I yeah. actually wasn't there. That's big. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy to do. Even I'm married again and, you know, I have six kids, three, you know, <laughs> yeah. three of my own and three stepkids. <laughs> and it's hard, it's hard to be present. It's hard to keep your mind there. It's a discipline. It doesn't, I don't think we're, I don't think we default to like being completely present and being in the now. That's a little convicting because so, I'll yeah, be honest, like my, so my husband, Chris, hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest challenges is he says, because, you know, especially when you're in ministry, you're doing great work for God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he has called me out to say, but you're not present here with mm-hmm. me and the kids. And I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm sitting having dinner with you. Right. Yeah. It's like, but you're not present. Yeah. You're not engaging in the conversation. You're not feeling it with us. And I have to admit, there are times I'm, I'm out here. What, when, what's the next show? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, working on board reports, right? Mm-hmm. That's key. What about for you, Jen? You're kind of like, yep. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I think the uh, being present is so key and just 
I don't know, figuring it all out. Um, and for me, it's letting God into those relationships because we can just get so busy that we kind of forget what it's all for, mm -hmm. um, even when we're doing good things. I mean, yeah. for me, it was, I think my marriage was ended with a combination of I went through postpartum depression. Um, I had a son who was going through a lot of medical things. And so, you know, I'm just digging into like getting things done and we're not doing things as a family and I'm not leaning on God. I was leaning a lot on me. Like I have to get this done and I have to get these hospital visits done and I have to do this, that, and the other. And so, you know, in my second marriage now, um, I work at being a lot more thoughtful and planful and what does God want for my family? So, you know, I think that that helps your head and your heart align is mm -hmm. when you can bring the Lord into it. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Kim? Well, I think like Robert, and I know Robert well, mm -hmm. and we, ha we talk about this all the time, but it's when I became a single mama that the whole being present thing mm -hmm was radically changed everything for me. Yeah. And especially when my mama said, Kimberly, dear, oh, she always says, the children are not going to care about the dishes and that you vacuumed today. Mm -hmm. They're going to care about how much time you spent with them. Wow. So like, that's when it all, I mean, we, all of our lives have changed, marriages have changed mm -hmm. for different reasons, but you're so dead on. Yeah. Yeah. You're so good. Like that's so, yeah. we, we need to it's hear a good it reminder. all the well, time. Well, something that yeah. we need to do, and Kim and I do a podcast together, and one of the ones I was listening to, just we, it just came out a couple weeks ago, was talking about real time with your mm -hmm. kids, about how it's easy for us to excuse spending time. Yes. Um, but, you know, well, yeah, I did that. I checked that out. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. But are you really there? Are you yeah. like really? Yes. Because I think she says in the podcast, like we're raising champions. We're investing in these souls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't just duties and behaviors. Yes. These are people that yeah. God entrusted us with. Yeah, and so... We need to take care of that. And yeah. kids love yeah. the simplest things. Like when I was in my first marriage, we had a lot of, you know, very elaborate trips and, you know, we kind of did all these very elaborate things with the children. And then when I was on my own, you know, you tend to scale back financially. And so we would be in, you know, a different kind of hotel and we would be watching, we always watch the Food Network whenever we travel. Because no matter where you are in the world, they have the Food Network, right? So we're watching some kind of Food Network show. And like, it was so great. And it was yes. those simple things. And it really did, I mean, I look at it now as a gift in terms of my relationship with my biological kids, because I, I have stepkids now too, um, but that we had those simple times. Yeah, we were yeah. sort of forced to scale mm. back yeah. mm -hmm. and think of what's important. And a lot of it just, their best memories are kind of sitting in some random hotel room somewhere watching Food Network. Yes. So, yep. you know. yeah. so Robert, you um, have this life. You've acknowledged that you weren't present. Mm -hmm. You've got three daughters mm -hmm. and you're married. And 13 years? Yes. 13 we're years, 13 you're married, years. and then she leaves, and yeah. she leaves you with the three daughters to take care of. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was, I'll never forget that day. I mean, you know, anytime you go through a divorce, you, um, the road leading to a divorce is, is difficult. Yeah. Um, and so it's not, you can't say it's a surprise when it happens necessarily, because you've seen the problems. Mm -hmm. But when that moment comes, mm -hmm. yes. When you realize, for me, I walked downstairs and the door to our bedroom was open and she was gone. Mm. Uh, there was something enormous about the weight, yeah. the gravity of that moment when you're having to just go, okay, this is it. Yeah. Everyone says, you'll know it when it happens, but this it is like, this is it. Yeah. This is that moment wow. where everything kind of intersects and everything starts a new chapter. Mm. And the hardest thing for me was knowing that within a minute, minute and a half, my girls were going to come running downstairs and say, where's mommy? Mm. Yeah. And then how do you deal with that? What do you say? Yeah. And that started the transformation in my life of going, okay, I can't just pretend anymore. I can't yeah. just play a role. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it was, it, it was devastating. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, and, and for us, you know, here we are, three of us around the table have all gone through, you know, yeah. divorce. And mm -hmm. I think that does trigger. I remember you're confronted with, well, first of all, it's like, he's leaving, he's choosing to leave me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So obviously you go through like your abandonment yeah. issues, mm -hmm. but then you have to have some self-reflection about why. Mm -hmm. What was it about me? You know, if even though someone leaves, was there part two that I, I'm responsible for? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it is it is tough. You, you realize you could either go one way or the other. Right. Like I could go delve into a whole dark place or mm -hmm. I can move forward and hope and, yeah. and, and I'm really you glad know? you say that because I do think it is, and I think this is really important. In the book I talk about this a lot, that we have a choice when we're a single parent, mm -hmm. solo parent. We either define the season or the season defines us. I we have a choice that. to either be bitter yeah. or broken. Yeah. And broken is where God wants us. Yes. Because yeah. that is where we are completely mm -hmm. dependent on Him. Mm -hmm. And so if we pursue brokenness, if we embrace it, and we start realizing that that is the way God created us with dependency needs for Him mm -hmm. that only He can provide, yeah. um, we can start to see Him working in our lives beyond just yeah. going through the motions. You start seeing things on a different level. Yeah. I want to get to highs and lows of a solo parent. I want to bring all of us mm -hmm. in because all of us, like I said earlier, have all been impacted by a solo parent situation. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, you were raised by a single mom. I was. Right? And then Jen, single mom, mm -hmm. Kim, single mom, and then my husband Chris, raised by a single mom. So maybe you can help us sort of share a little bit about some of the challenges. And I want to bring you all in about your own challenges mm -hmm. too. And then and some of the, the highs too, the, the good things that were part of that narrative too. Um, the lows, I think, is there was some research done in America that said that 64% um, of single parents don't attend church because they feel like they don't belong and they feel judged. And so I would say one of the number one things that, and we, I now have the advantage of we lead a solo parent group in, in Nashville and we're a whole movement, so I've had the experience of talking to a lot of single parents. And I would say the number one thing that comes up is you don't know where you fit anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't belong anymore in, in, in the church groups that you were in. Mm -hmm. You don't belong in the couple groups, sometimes in the neighborhood that you were in. And, you know, nobody knows how to act around you. Mm -hmm. The couples that you used to hang out with, like what side are they going to take? Yes. So you don't know where yes. you're going to fit. I mean, yeah. you don't know where you belong. Yeah. And so what happens as a result of that is a lot of times you start isolating or you start running towards superficial relationships. And either one of those things is, is not a healthy way to deal with things. So I'd say the number one thing is just not knowing where you belong. And then just the exhaustion and fatigue of yeah. keeping all the balls in the air. And, you know, it, it's, it's a really overwhelming road. Mm -hmm. And I think for the people watching that are not single parents to realize that there are single parents everywhere. I mean, everyone around this table. Yeah. But I would say, I go so far as to say, anyone watching this in some way, shape, or form touches a single parent. Mm -hmm. You need to recognize that there is a massive amount of need in their lives that mm -hmm. they won't come and talk to you about. Because it's embarrassing to say, mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get this done. Or I don't know. So look for opportunities that you can to help a single parent out there. Mm -hmm. So, But on the high side, I will say, like you were talking about, the memories that I have with my girls, mm -hmm. and they were simple. I mean, but we were deliberate about doing some certain things in our family that, that were just special to us. Right. And sometimes it was just sitting on the floor with a bucket of chocolate ice cream and a bunch of yeah. spoons. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. it was watching, we watched Planet Earth, uh, the documentary. Yes. Love that. I mean, it was just yeah. awesome and just talking about how God created everything. And um, it doesn't have to be scripted to the extent where you are going, look, that's how God did this. So this is, it's, it's about connection. It's yes. about choosing to build that relationship. And yeah. so mm -hmm. I would say the highs are just the relationship that I have with my girls now is, yeah. is the prize of my life. Yeah. And so that is definitely the high that came out yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. And one other thing. Yeah. Um, yes, of course. Probably <laughs> most, most importantly is I have never understood the love that my father has for me mm. until this all fell apart. Okay. 
Okay, that's a little bit of a... <laughs> well, because no, we come to God with our roles and our, and our, this is what I've done for you, Jesus. And this is, you know, this is how I, and, and he's like, I don't really care about all that. I just mm -hmm. care about the Robert that I created. Oh, that wow. is my son. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Beautiful. And so for me coming out of this, and that's what a lot of what the book is about is, is about the, the pursuit that God has for us exclusive to any roles that we play. And so those and are the Robin, most significant. Things. And that's hopeful because I think for our experiences, Cheryl, you know, and you can share what were some of those challenging times being raised by a single mom? Well, three words come to mind for me, uh, capacity, uh, bitterness, and design. And I feel first and foremost, you know, I was going to say, and you just nailed it, Robert, by the way, you're brilliant. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming and sharing so honestly. Uh, you know, hurt left unchecked, unresolved, unprayed turns into anger. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Anger done the same, un unresolved, unprayed forms a root of bitterness. Mm -hmm. And you spoke about that being bitter versus being broken. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised by a woman who did her very best in the way that she could, but uh, was bitter by the circumstances mm -hmm. of abandonment and not being chosen as the one and yeah. seeing my dad sort of choose someone else and build this whole other family and so that bitterness sort of filtered through in her parenting mm -hmm. and so I got the bitter side which mm -hmm. was not uh, an indication of who she was right it's, it's a natural it's a natural outflow which yeah. speaks which moves me to capacity I, I, you know and I can bundle in design I don't believe uh, that God designed us to be both like sort of if, if I use a female mm -hmm. to be both father and mother mm -hmm. those are two very distinct roles they bring two very distinct attributes and 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 things to the table for a child and when a parent is sort of trying to juggle both and be both yeah. uh, you run out of capacity very quickly mm -hmm. there's a, a massive furnace of frustration and and anxiety and you know my mom was just overwhelmed all the time yeah. mm -hmm. and in that being overwhelmed there was this frustration and anger and bitterness and through that was coming through the parenting um, that I see now as she's a grandma I'm like hey <laughs> where's that lady <laughs> it all she was like, yeah. but she was in this pressure cooker of life, yeah. taking on two roles that she wasn't designed to, yeah. to, yeah. to be. Right. So that's that yeah. was my that was experience. Good. Yeah. That is really good. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Jen, what about you? As a single mom, some yeah. of the challenges? Um, I mean, I think I made lots of mistakes when I was first a, a new single mom. I kind of went through the phase where I just, it was sort of that, I don't know, revenge is too strong a word, but it's like, I'll show you. So yeah. I dated a bunch of like super glamorous people. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it was actually kind of fun, but <laughs> it, it, it wasn't me. And then I went to the stage where I just wanted to go back to what I had before and pass as a normal family. I think there's so much shame about feeling like you can't be part of church and you can't be part of the world because you know, you're the person sitting by yourself at your kids' kindergarten mm -hmm. grad and you're the person sitting by yourself, you know, and you just, you just want to pass like a normal family so that the outside world thinks you're normal. So, you know, went into a relationship 
didn't go to God to at first. It looked like it was a normal relationship and it turned out to be terrible. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was my season of brokenness. Um, it was just delayed because of, you know, I kept throwing myself into these superficial relationships. So once in that season of brokenness, I remember feeling very um, abandoned by God and like I really had no part of his kingdom. And then I remember coming across, but I still, I still read scripture and I came across one of the Psalms. I think it's 84. And it's about the swallow building her nest to raise her young on God's altar. And for me, I thought I can do this on my own with God's help. Yeah. And when I got to that point and we had our, you know, food network days and I just, you know, it was like, I may be a single parent for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with that. Cause if that's where I've been put through my own design or through God's plan, cause you know, they work together, but I think sometimes we break out of his plan for a season, then I can do it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, and it, you know, God did its thing, and I ended up moving in next door to my now husband. husband. And Which really was about really loving, <laughs> loving your neighbor. Yeah. And then <laughs> marrying your neighbor. Really, really, literally really loving, loving your neighbor. neighbor. You know, we've got this sort of great blended family, and he, he was widower, so he had his own story, and we've, you know, managed to help each other heal. But it was that, like, not going to God first. And that's where I go back to involve him in the process. Like, I felt like I couldn't pray about being divorced because he hates divorce and he wouldn't want to hear me. Mm. And that's, that's when he wants to hear from yes. you. Yes. You know? Good. Good, Jen. Thanks. Kim, what about you? The brokenness is a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And Robert and I have talked about this before, and that's where um, it's hard. Yeah. It's lonely. Yeah. It's I don't know how to change the filter in the furnace. Like, I don't want to do all right. these. I'm tired all right. the time. If there's um, a mouse. What? Worse. <laughs> oh. We're moving. Yeah. Yeah. Pack your the mouse will stay there. Yeah. We're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> but the broken season was very good for me mm -hmm. and very hard. But that is where Jesus really... Um, just really said, I'm your husband. Yeah. This is where I'm your husband. Yeah. Let me woo you again, and I'll be mm -hmm. your husband. And Thank it's you. when that came, when I, I didn't, I've made t terrible mistakes, all kinds mm -hmm. of mistakes, being a single mom, I think I'm ruining these kids' lives, always. But it's also those simple moments yeah. that mm -hmm. are the most precious. And sometimes, and now I'm remarried, and we've got a blended family, but sometimes when Brian goes on trips, the kids will say to me, hey, can we have like a snack dinner like we used to when, <laughs> when, when you weren't married? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure, you yeah. know. And we Skins. would eat chips mm -hmm. for dinner, like yeah. we would do that. You know, Robert, I love how you talk about the two parts, and we were talking about lows and highs. And I think just quickly about my husband. Mm. Um, father left and only saw him for an afternoon once a week. Mm. And mom, who I absolutely love as a mom-in-law, three jobs. Mm. Yeah. Three yeah. jobs yeah. to support yeah. Chris and his sister. And as I talked to Chris to prep for this show, he said, Melinda, the hardest is I wanted my dad. Mm. And I love my mom. And, you know, I have high respect for her. And the low was that I wanted both. I yes. wanted both my mom and dad Absolutely. with me as I grew as a young man. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of challenges and he has quite a story. But the good, he said, is when I looked at what happened, I committed to myself that I was gonna be a good dad. Mm -hmm. When I became a dad, mm -hmm. I was gonna be present. Yep, he actually used that word, he goes, I'm gonna be present. Yep. I'm going to be with my kids. I'm going to spend time with them. We're going to enjoy just the, the small, simple things of life. Yeah. And so I love how it's, there are the lows, mm -hmm. but when you walk the, the, the road of broken and, and you say, God, help me, there can be that redemption oh, yeah. that comes through. Mm -hmm. And I Absolutely. see that in you. Absolutely. How, how does that make you? 
Well, feel I think there. it's on the other side of it, you know, coming through, and it isn't. It isn't easy. It's mm -hmm. a, you know, I mean, but God doesn't promise to pull us out of the valley of the shadow of death. He says, "I'm going to be with you in the valley mm -hmm. of the shadow of death." And so, taking time, I think, was the most important thing for me to just be still and to be reminded of His presence. Mm -hmm. And so, it, it's counterintuitive because with all the things that we've got to do, um, it's you know, we don't have margin to cut out just a little bit of time to just be still. Yeah. But I believe that when He says, "Be still and know that I'm God," that is an actual, it's an action. You need to be still. Mm -hmm. And so on that is what started my path to the redemption and restoration of my life because I started finding in those quiet moments that God was real and He was intimately aware of my situation. Yeah. And as important, He was intimately aware of what was going on with my kids' lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the hard thing is that we can't be mom and dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have to realize that God is writing a story in their lives as much as He is in our lives. And we have to trust Him with that. We have to trust that whatever we are, whatever we are not able to provide as just being the dad or just being the mom, that God, that God will make up the rest. And so he turns it into something that's mm -hmm. redemptive and unbelievably restored. I love that because that kind of like launched you into starting Solo Parent Society and, yeah. and your book, this one here, Going Solo, Hope and Healing for the Single Mom and Dad. This one right here, I love kind of promoting that. Thank you. Um, talk to us about this because from your experiences, you've written this, you've created this society. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously there's the need, but talk to us why and, and what's sort of been the feedback and what's your hope for this, this new venture for you? Well, everything is about, I mean, one in three homes are single parent homes and the statistics are overwhelming when you look at like mm -hmm. just, you know, in our country, alcohol abuse, um, poverty and suicide compared to solo parenting is an issue. All three of those things don't add up to combine how many single parents there are. Mm -hmm. And you flip that chart and you look at like the statistic is that 66% of suicides in America come from single parent homes. 75% of kids that are in alcohol dependency clinics are from single parent homes. Mm -hmm. And the single moms make up 90% of our welfare in America. So this is a massive issue and the church hasn't done a whole lot to embrace this. And I don't think it's because we don't care. I think it's we don't know don't what know. to do. Mm -hmm. And so our hope for the society is we have three things that we do. We provide resources, which is our podcasts and eBooks and, and my book, obviously. And then we build communities. And so we've started solo parent society groups that churches can start in their wow. churches for single parents to come together and help each other. And then the third is that what we're launching in the fall, and that is relief and support to help network businesses and churches together with single parents to meet physical needs. And of course, the book is something that is kind of at the center of the of kind of our philosophy and the philosophy is this is not something that we need to fix in people this is something that that God needs to restore mm. and it is not something that they need to be in the penalty zone until they get done being single parent and join the rest of us. This is something that with the right direction, with the right encouragement, with our communities or resources mm. that can turn into the most transformational season of their life. Mm -hmm. That's what the Solo Parent Society is all about. It's awesome. And from <laughs> being left with three little girls to this. Mm. I, I never mean, would have thought. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I was going to say. This is not my roadmap. <laughs> right. It never is, is it? No, right. it is not. Mm -hmm. Ladies, any other final thoughts as we finish up the show on what Robert said or anything about your own experience with single parenting? Uh, I got a whammy, man. My head's hurting me with that one. <laughs> uh, when you find yourself in solo parenting situations, divorce, painful moments in our mm -hmm. lives, the rug pulling mm. moments, the carpet being pulled. There's a choice to be bitter or be broken. Mm -hmm. yeah, like if you stay bitter in heart, the lessons that God is trying to teach you will be repeated and mm -hmm. repeated mm -hmm. and repeated. Mm -hmm. If you stay broken, 
and open yet broken, yes. those lessons will restore you. Mm, that's true. So in bitterness, the lessons will be repeated, mm -hmm. but in brokenness, yes. those lessons, if you allow them to come, will restore and heal you, yeah. your children, your family. Yeah. yeah. All uh, and, and so much comes out of that, right? Yeah. When you're restored yeah. and you've learned. Well, a book comes out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at a society. It's amazing. Jen, Kim, some last quick thoughts? I mean, God doesn't like divorce, but God loves divorced people. And so if you are single, solo, going through this period, he wants to hear from you. Mm -hmm. That was the mistake I made. I didn't go there because I was ashamed, and it was my mistake. Yeah. Um, he loves you, yes. and he wants to help you through it. Yeah, it's true. So good. It's true. Robert, thank you. Thank um, you. Man, if we had like <laughs> another awesome. three-hour marathon, we'd love it. <laughs> Cheryl, Jen, Kim, thank you for your thoughts. And Robert, honestly, yes. please come back from Nashville. Love and love hang you. out with us. I know that. For I love Canada. Oh, yay! <laughs> Woo, look at us. Because we're yeah. Canada. Yeah, eh? Yeah. And to you, our viewers, if you're a solo parent, we're praying courage and resilience and hope and peace and grace and joy into your life right now. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Look at Robert and Kimberly and Jen, they've done it. Look where Cheryl is being raised by a single mama mm -hmm. and my husband, Chris. Their stories were shared today to inspire and encourage you. Yeah. God is with you. He will always be with you. When you're overwhelmed by bills and laundry and sick kids and playdates and work and deep heart-wrenching loneliness, and when you feel the pain will never end, He is with you. So we pray for a vibrant community so to support you, yeah. much grace extended to you, and hope to guide and direct you. And if we can help you in any way, please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram as well as through our website, seeherelove.com. And thanks so much for watching. And make sure you follow us online for more blogs and vlogs about our solo parenting topic today. And always know, you're a solo parent, single parent, divorced person, that you are seen, heard, and deeply, deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seehearlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.